So the very first thing James says is you have to listen to the word. Now when James is writing this to this church, it says in verse 1, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, he's writing to people who are dispersed all over the place. And you can kind of look at the point in Acts where uh, Paul has stoned or was holding all the coats as everybody stoned Stephen. Everybody got excited about what he was doing. And then Paul started going around from town to town to synagogues trying to drag these people and to haul them off to jail. Hey, I'm not done. Okay. Uh, to, to haul them off to jail. And so from that point on, all these people who were in Jerusalem decided to scatter. And as they went, they started sharing the gospel. And so Paul, or, uh, James is writing this letter that's supposed to be, I think, passed around from church to church. If people are reading, this is what I want you to do. And as, as James is writing this, people are getting this and they're going to have to listen to this. They don't have, uh, they might have a copy of the letter, but they don't have a Bible. They don't have a, um, something they can hold in their hand and take home and, and look at over and over. They have something that somebody's reading that they have to listen to. And this whole book of James, which I think someday we'll go through it because I really like this book, but this whole book of James, they're supposed to hear what is being said. There's so much truth in there. And he says, don't just listen to what I'm telling you. That really, that's great, but you got, you got I guess you just got to start there. You got to start with listening to what somebody is saying. You know, uh, that's exactly how it is with us. You know, we need to do, we need to listen to the word as well. Now, when we listen to the word, we're going to do it a little bit differently because we can hold a Bible in our hand. When you guys came to church today, you guys put yourself in a position to hear from God's word. Right, this beautiful building we talked about Sunday school. Uh, it's a great, it's a great building. It's a great picture. Uh, great people, and this is where we come to hear something about God's word. You hear it on Wednesday nights at Awana. You hear it at Bible study. Everybody who is here in Sunday school, you heard from God's word, and for, and from this point on, that's the idea is that you're hearing something from God's word. But that's not the only place that you hear God's word from. You can hear God's word by reading your Bible for yourself. I think most everybody here has a Bible. Probably more than one at home, uh, but you, there's all sorts of different versions of the Bible. There's different uh, study notes that, you, that can be part of the Bible that you're reading, but you're getting it inside of you by reading it. It's a form of hearing what God's Word says. Some of you listen to it on the radio. I've, I've talked to some of you who listen to sermons all day long, it seems like, on the radio. You're, you're infiltrating your brain with what God's Word says. You're hearing what God's Word says. Some of you, like Noah, will get more high-techy and will get out the laptop and can listen to it online. And if you say, you know what, I don't really like Josh's style, that's okay. You got David, Dr. David Jeremiah's style. You got uh, Dobson. You've got uh, Alistair Begg. You've got all sorts of people, all sorts of styles. You can get online and you can listen to God's Word. But the idea is that you are listening. Whatever way you, you think is best, use that to get God's Word into you. Uh, it can be the daily bread. It can be a devotional book. But those, James's thing, you have to listen. You've got to get God's word into you, however best that you can do it. So the first thing, very simple. Listen to God's word. You guys have done that so far. Good job. The second thing is you have to obey God's word. It's not enough just to, to sit in church. It's not enough just to listen to this. It's not enough just to, to be the guy who gets up here and tells you what to say. If we don't put it into practice, it's not really doing us a lot of good. Verses 22 and 20 to 24 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror 
and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. The man who sits in church, who turns on the radio, who opens up his Bible, to take in some of what God's Word says, if he doesn't do it, he's deceiving himself. He's tricking himself. He's fooling himself as if that really matters, as if God's going to be happy up there. Uh, you know, I always, I've been in this position before, and I've, I've seen people in this position where uh, that you just fill your head full of knowledge, and you, 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 uh, I've seen where I wonder, what, what do people, what is their life really like? They can answer every Bible trivia question, and they can finish passages of Scripture, but I'm thinking, what is your life really look like and I don't know and I can't judge that but some people get so caught up with filling their head with knowledge as if that's enough you know there's a group of people uh, Jews that Jesus talked to in John chapter 5 and those guys studied the scripture they probably did more than all of us combined they poured over the scripture why because they thought by that they would have eternal life they could have memorized the whole Bible they could have wrote it backwards word for word and it wouldn't have mattered because that is not what saves them. Jesus says, if you would have studied the scriptures, you would have known the way of salvation. But they didn't want to know that. They just thought by knowing what the Bible says, that's enough. They were trying to please God, and they were trying to do it by hearing what the scripture says. But they were not putting it into practice. Uh, James gives a very simple picture of somebody who looks at his face in a mirror and sees something and then immediately forgets what he looks like. You know, obviously, mirrors were invented to show me what you all get to look at on Sunday morning, right? And, and if I look in the mirror and I have, I have a nose hair hanging out, or if I have some blemish on my face, or if I have an, a crooked tire, my button's out of whack, and I look and I walk away, it doesn't do me any good. You know, and I think a kid can understand that. If, if a kid looks in the mirror, he's got chocolate on his face or blood across his face, and then does nothing about that, what good was it for them to look into the mirror? It doesn't really do any good. But it also doesn't do any good for me to get up here and say anything. If I go home and say, boy, I gave, I gave a message and then I didn't do anything about it, it doesn't do me any good. God's not happy with me to say, you should do this if I don't do it myself. And James, it talks about uh, James chapter 3, verse 1, not many of you should presume to be teachers. Because you know that we who teach are going to be judged more strictly. I better make sure that if I'm telling this, that I am doing this as well. And it doesn't matter how the message moves you. You know, this message could give you goosebumps. You know, somebody on the radio could just give you goosebumps. It could bring tears to your eyes. It could, make, it could give you excitement. It could give you energy and emotion. And I could feel all pepped up and ready to run out the door. But if I don't do anything with it, so what? It doesn't do be any good. There's no value to it whatsoever. You know, I think about uh, the things, for those of us who are in Sunday school or read our Bible this morning, uh, in Sunday school we talked about letting your light shine before men. And we talked about uh, sharing God's word with other people, going out to the world and making disciples. Now I can quote part of Matthew 5 verses 14 to 16, and I know where Matthew 28, 19, and 20 is, but if I do not do what those things say, what good is it? It doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do God any good. It doesn't do anybody else any good. So it is important that I hear it, but it's important that I obey it, that I put it into practice. And then as I do that, I need to look intently into the Word of God to see what it says. Now this picture is a picture of a tomb, and it's supposed to be when Jesus came out of the tomb on Easter morning. And the only the other place where this idea of looking intently into Scripture is when the disciples, or when the women, they w went to the tomb, 
And they're trying to see, okay, that big rock is there, is gone, or it's not, it's out of the way. Is Jesus really there? You know, they, they didn't just stand from a distance and say, okay, the door is open and that's nice. They didn't, they obviously didn't get to the point where they're running in to go and look, but they were, they're bending over and they're trying to look, is that really what it looks like? Another picture that I found that makes me think of this is this little girl that's looking at this dog. She, she could just say, yep, that's a dog. But she gets down there, and it looks like kind of a dangerous, I don't know if it's a tooth that's showing, but she's looking intently. She wants to see what is there. What's the dog have in his mouth? Uh, is this, what kind of characteristics does this dog have? But she's looking intently into, scripture, or into, into this dog's eyes to see what's really there. And that's what we need to do with Scripture. I need to look intently. I need to uh, not, just, not just look at it, not just memorize it, but to see what does this really say? What does this really mean? How should I really apply this to my life? And there's lots of resources that you can use that I use that are free to help you look intently into what Scripture says. Um, if you like to get online, um, I've mentioned this before, but Blue Letter Bible or BibleHub.com will both give you, uh, they'll give you a concordance, they'll give you what's a word study, they'll show you where in the world, it, where in the Bible it's used, how it's used in this kind of situation, and so that you get this idea um, of, of how to really know what I'm learning. Uh, there's commentaries, there's um, uh, all sorts of things that you can find. There's, there's maps, anything that you feel like that I want to know what a scripture saying, you can go to those sites just like I can, and you can see, you can look intently to find out what does, what does this say? Uh, in Proverbs chapter 2, you find uh, Solomon has written uh, about searching for wisdom and how intently you should search for it. He says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. I've never gone looking for gold or silver, but I know that uh, if it's around, I'm not going to find it just by scanning the countryside. I mean, you might have gold on your property. There might be gold in my backyard, but I, I don't see it. The only way I'm going to go is if I go searching, if I go digging for it. I've got to put the effort into it if I'm going to find the reward, get the, the treasure out of it. That's the same way with God's Word. We can look at it and memorize it and just go through it very quickly, but we've got to try to look intently to see what is this really saying, what does this really mean, and so we can apply it to our lives. And the person who does this is the person who's in for a blessing. You will be blessed by the Word if you read it or if you hear it, you put it into practice, God's going to bless you for it. So who's going to bless you, or who's going to be blessed if they look intently into God's Word and put it into practice? We are. Exactly. Thank you, Lamar. One person's paying attention. Just kidding. But we are the ones who are going to be blessed if we put the work into it. Now, obviously, that's going to be easier said than done to take what God's Word says and put it into practice. Uh, just like my New Year's resolution that I almost lost, right off the bat, uh, unexpected temptations come up that I wasn't looking for. Uh, losing my temper. You know what? That's going to be a tough one all year long. And my, my goal, my idea of losing my temper is different from somebody else's. So if, if uh, that, that's going to be kind of a questionable one. Sometimes people say you uh, quit yelling. 
I'm like, I'm not yelling, so my, it'll be that's beside the point, but it's my view of what losing my temper is. But it could be an unexpected temptation to lose my temper. It could be unexpected uh, biting back at somebody because somebody did something or said something on purpose. Kids are notorious for this. I'm going to light your fuse, right? Because I know I'm going to egg you on so that you're going to do something back because you can't take it. You might get hit with the worry that you thought you had under control, and all of a sudden it has gone by the wayside, and now you've got to figure out, again, how am I going to deal with this? It could be unexpected. It's going to be tough in order to, to keep my resolution, to fear God, or to make sure that I'm always putting God's Word into practice. Sometimes it's going to be tough because I'm going to read things in Scripture, or I'm going to hear something in Scripture that I don't really like. You know, Matthew 5.30, it talks about if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it out. You know, sometimes there's a, or cut it off, sometimes there's things in life that just cause me to sin that it's painful that I've got to get rid of this. I've got to get rid of this relationship. I've got to get rid of this computer. I've got to get rid of X, Y, or Z that is causing me to sin. And that's hard to do. I don't want to do that. It might be sharing the gospel. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone and go tell somebody about Jesus. Yeah, I want them to know Jesus, and I sure hope somebody else does, but I don't want to be the person to do that. It can be tough to hear these things in Scripture. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, the Iwana theme verse, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be shamed, who correctly handles the word of proof. I was done studying when I left high school. I was done with college. I was done studying. I don't want to pick up anything else and to study. But God's word says we need to not just hear it, we need to make sure that we are doing it as well. And if you do, if you choose to do it, you will be blessed. You'll be happy. You'll be supremely blessed, fortunate, well off, either now or later. Now, that doesn't, you're probably saying, wait a second, you just said this is going to be hard and you're not going to really want to do this. And if I do this, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be blessed. It's one of those things you're just going to have to try it and find out. God, no, God didn't give you the scripture just to make your life miserable. Here's a list of to-dos or to-do don't, or to not to-dos. He gave you this because this is what is best for you. This is what he has designed. This is way... The, the human life is supposed to look by doing what we read in Scripture. But it's just a matter of us saying, okay, I'm going to take the step off the, the diving board and put this into practice. You know, some of the things that you get from following what God's Word is walking in the Spirit. You know, the, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, experiencing joy, experiencing peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. By following what God's Word says, by walking in the Spirit, is going to help me to do these things. And against these things, there's no law. This is what God has for us. This is what God wants from us. If we do what God's Word says, this is what we're going to experience. And the blessings we're going to get, I, I can't tell you what they are. I can't promise that, you know, five minutes after you, you cut something out of your life and get rid of it, that all of a sudden it's going to feel good. It's probably still going to hurt as if you cut off your hand and got rid of it. It's going to take time. But overall, it will make your life better. It'll make you, you won't have the guilt of having done that sin. X, Y, and Z, again, um, of, of the heartache of trying to deal with it again if you completely just get rid of it. So it's something you're just going to have to try to do. You know, when I make a resolution, usually I start off really well. I mean, I admit, I have not lost my temper yet. I have played my guitar four out of four days. I've read my Bible five out of five days, or the one-year Bible. Um, and I, I've been trying to make my wife, I've been trying to make a concerted effort for five days to make my wife happy. It's just the start. I've got 360 days to go, right? And that's kind of how it is we can, with God's Word, is we can be like, we can be determined that I'm going to do this now, 
But sooner or later, the, the rubber's going to hit the road. My kid is going to say something that's going to make me just let him have it. You know, I might get to the point where I don't care about making Leslie happy today. You know, I might be like, I've had it with this guitar. I'm not getting it. I, I, you know, and, and more realistic things that are, are um, I might get to the point where, you know what? I don't want to tell the truth. I don't want to love my enemy today. I don't want to open up my mouth. And so that's going to happen throughout this year. I'm not going to remember that I made this resolve and that I want to do those things. But when, you, when I do, you know, if I fall off the wagon, it's like, it's not about stopping and saying, okay, well, hope 2021 gets here so I can start over. It's about saying, you know what, it's a new moment. I'm going to start again today. God's mercies are new every day. I'm going to take advantage of it. And I'm going to start over and start today trying to tell the truth. I'm going to start today trying to love my enemy. I'm going to start today doing whatever it is that God has asked me to do. So today, you've heard some of God's word. You know, there's two responses that you have. You, you have, you can take it and say, yep, that was nice. I'm glad that's done. I'm going home. Um, or you can say, you know what? I'm going to try to put it into practice. This is not Josh's word. This is God's word. That we're supposed to hear God's word. We're supposed to do it and that God will bless you. So the option is yours. What are you going to do with it? Please don't be the person who just hears it, who, who wastes his time and then leaves. Be the person who hears God's word, who does it and is blessed. May we be resolved for 2020 to hear God's word, put it into practice, and to experience his blessings. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your grace, for your patience. God, we are just people. God, we are not going to be perfect as much as we try. And God, I, there are so many things in your word that we struggle to want to do because it, it says saying no to our sinful flesh. It says yes to doing what you want. And those are in conflict with each other. Please, God, show us uh, gently where we fall short and show us, uh, give us the courage to excel in what your word says. And God, I just pray for anybody here who tries that they could immediately experience your joy and experience your peace and experience your blessings. And as we go through this life and as we, we keep trying to do what your word says, please help us to experience every blessing that you have to give us. And I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen.